You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem, bismillahir rahmanir raheem. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, ever merciful, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome to another episode of The Breakfast Show here on the Voice of Islam radio station. You're listening to myself, Samar Anwaz, and we will be with you, God willing, all the way up until 9 o'clock. So if you do have any questions, any remarks, any comments that you'd like to make, please feel free to do so. The number for you, as always, is 208 687 and of course you can hit us up on our socials on Twitter and on Instagram at Voice of Islam UK. Um, so as we usually do, we are going to be speaking about two different topics uh, today, two main topics. Um, and other than that, of course, we will be doing a roundup of the news, the weather as well. Um, and just uh, as an introduction, the first uh, main topic for the, the day is going to be in regards to meditation, a simple, fast way to reduce stress. We did sort of touch on this last week as well, uh, but we're going to be delving into this uh, in a bit more detail or, or or a lot more detail even. Um, and in the second segment, we're going to be speaking about child disability, urgent improvements needed, uh, say, grieving mums, uh, and we'll get into that in the second hour. Um, but for now, we're going to be going through a roundup of the news and, of course, the weather as well. But before doing so, uh, Mars, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, alhamdulillah. Um, all praise belongs to Allah. And um, obviously, um, at the moment, the sun's shining, yeah. bright, bright morning, bright sunny, mm-hmm. uh, sunny morning, and uh, all's good, all, all well and good. How are you doing? Very good, very good as well. By the grace of Allah, the Almighty. I mean, it's all, it's always nice to see uh, the 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 rays of sunshine coming into the yeah. to, to the studio, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> early morning here on the Tuesday, um, the fifth of July. Uh, just a quick time check for you. We are coming up to ten minutes. Uh, past seven on the 5th of July 2022 Um, and like I said those are the main topics for the day uh, meditation and child disability Um, but what's the weather like in the rest of the the, the UK? uh, So uh, for today cloudy start for western and uh, northern areas with some some light rain mainly north Wales northwards clouding break uh, cloud breaking up for many in the south by day but staying cloudy in the northwest best of the sunshine in the southeast for tonight's weather clear spells for south and southeast areas cloudier further north with some rain developing mainly northern england northwards and particularly northwest scotland where heavy and persistent becoming windier here and for tomorrow's forecast fine dry in central and southern parts and becoming warmer cloudier in the north with some rain most persistent with the, in the northwest, breezy in the north. And for the outlook uh, of Thursday to Saturday, southern and uh, often eastern areas fine with sunny periods, becoming warm from Friday, remaining cloudier and breezier in the northwest r- with rain at times. Southern regions potentially warm, uh, very warm Saturday. So uh, weather's looking very promising yeah. for the next week. Um, especially uh, here in London, I was looking at the forecast until up until uh, Sunday, I believe. Okay. And uh, the weekend's looking uh, k- quite hot, as in towards the thirty degree mm-hmm. um, mark. So um, nice. Eid's coming up as well on yes. Sunday. 
and uh, I believe and hope that we'll <laughs> have uh, amazing weather in Eid. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, no, God willing, God yeah. willing. Uh, that is, it's, it's always. Uh, I mean, it's, it is uh, London. It is uh, England. So you never know what's at the end happen. of the day. It but is England. You can't, you <laughs> can't expect. That, uh, there always has to be that disclaimer over here, yeah. isn't it? Because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, the newspaper headline: So Johnson did not know about Pincher and Go Slow protest is the 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 main theme for today's newspapers. Several of today's uh, newspapers continue to focus on questions about uh, what Boris Johnson uh, knew of allegations of inappropriate behaviour against ex-Deputy Chief um, Whip uh, Chris Pincher. The Mirror Reports number 10 admitted that Boris Johnson did take advice on some of the allegations before promoting him to Deputy Chief Whip, um, although there was no formal complaint at the time. The paper says it marks a U-turn after number 10 previously uh, said Mr Johnson had not been aware of any specific allegations. It also reports that the Prime Minister's wife, uh, Carrie, questioned Mr. Pincher's sustained uh, suitability for the whip in two, uh, 2017 while she was a Tory communications director. Cabinet angry at defending Johnson again, headlines, headlines the I newspaper. The paper says it has been told ministers have been unwilling to defend the Prime Minister over his handling of the allegations against Mr. Pincher. It adds cabinet ministers have also been authorised to depart from the official Downing Street line in TV and radio interviews. Unions have warned that Parliament must act to stop seemingly need, uh, endless uh, allegations of sexual misconduct by MPs, The Guardian reports. It says the FDA and Prospect, which represent more than a thousand uh, parliamentary workers, have written to, speak, uh, to the Speaker of the House, Lindsay Hoyle, to urge Parliament to take action. The Daily Telegraph reports that uh, Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer faces a revolt within his party over Brexit. After promising in a speech on Monday not to take the UK back into the single market or a customs union, the paper notes London Mayor Sadiq Khan openly contradicted his party's leader by saying Britain should rejoin the EU single market as it would make the country's future more (coughs) prosperous. It reports Sakir's position on Brexit puts Labour on a collision course with the Liberal Democrats, whose aim is to rejoin the single market. Britain on a go slow headlines <coughs> the Metro as it leads on furious drivers bringing gridlock to motorways on Monday in a go slow protest at sky high fuel prices. It reports the coordinated protests came as petrol hit a new record average of 191.5 pence a litre, according to Experian. Its front pages show stranded drivers playing football on a deserted carriageway on the M4 in Somerset. The Daily Mail reports Home Secretary Priti Patel is urging police to use tough new powers to stop fuel protest- protesters being destructive, uh, being disrupted. Uh, Disrupting roads, sorry. It says Ms. Patel is calling on officers to arrest and charge drivers behind go slow protests. The Daily Mail suggests stiffer punishments that came into force this year and were designed to combat protests by Extinction Rebellion would also apply to the fuel campaigners. 
The Times uh, also leads with calls for police to take a zero-tolerance approach to fuel campaigners using go-slow protests to cause disruption. It adds the Home Secretary's tough stance was backing uh, was backed by Downing Street. It quotes a senior government source saying they were looking to the police to use the powers they have been given by the government to deal with these <coughs> protests. Whereas the Financial Times reports uh, train drivers union a- Aslef is warning of massive disruption for commuter- commuters as its members vote on their first national strike since 1995. The paper says that the union is balloting drivers at 10 train companies in a dispute over pay. Aslef General Secretary Mick Wellen tells the paper it was likely that the walkouts would be coordinated and the strikes would have be- a massive effect it follows the RMT walkout last month. The biggest tax cut for a decade uh, will ease the financial burden for 30 million people, according to the Prime Minister. The Daily Express reports on Mr Johnson saying that reforms to national insurance this month will see employees save up to £330 a year. The Sun leads on the arrest of a Premier League footballer on suspicion of rape. It reports the sportsman in his 20s was arrested on Monday in the early hours in the, the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Poof, uh, Puff uh, Duty uh, headlines the Daily Star as it splashes on hard-up smokers turning to fake cigarettes which it claims are filled with insect eggs, fungi and feces. So a, a variety of mm. uh, of uh, different uh, headlines that we've seen. On Not the, a particularly pleasant ending. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, th- I think uh, because of that, we'll just uh, maybe round up a little bit more. Uh, many of the front pages focus on uh, how much the Prime Minister knew about the conduct of MP Chris uh, Pincher prior to appointment uh, to, to appointing him as Deputy Chief Whip. The Daily Mirror goes with the headline, I, do, I did not know about Pincher after number 10 confirmed Boris Johnson was aware of reports of sexual misconduct when he brought the MP back into government, despite its initial mm. denials. The I says ministers are increasingly unwilling to defend Mr Johnson and officials have had to allow cabinet members to deviate from the government's official line to persuade them to undertake media appearances. The Guardian says two trade unions have written to the to, to the common speaker, uh, Sir Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Hoyle, um, urging him to take action to make Parliament a safer workplace for the members. And the Daily Express leaves the story of its front page. Uh, but a report inside the paper uh, highlights what it calls despicable attempts to by Tory backbenchers to use the scandal to attack Mr Johnson. Um, and uh, and of course we have spoken about the Metro, the Sun, the Times as well. Mm. Meanwhile, the Financial Times warns of further widespread travel disruption later this summer, as unions representing train drivers, ticket officers, uh, office workers, and railway station staff all hold ballots on possible strike action. Um, so yeah, like I said, a, a variety of uh, different things uh, on the front pages today. Uh, is there anything that that caught your eye specifically? Um, not anything specific. Um, just general news, really, mm-hmm. um, regarding these topics. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so shall we uh, move on to the main, uh, the the first main segment for the day? Then let's just go for it. Okay. 
Um, so like I said, uh, we're going to be speaking about uh, meditation, a simple, fast way to reduce stress. Mm. Um, and then in the second segment, we're going to be addressing child disability, urgent improvements needed, say, grieving mums. So um, the in, in, in the first uh, segment, the, the gist of this story is basically that recent global news hasn't been all that positive from climate change to political affairs to COVID-19. Sometimes the negativity can become a bit too much to deal with um, and we can be left feeling overwhelmed and depressed. Meditation provides an opportunity for us to relax and focus on our well-being, ultimately reducing stress and feeling of anxiety and depression. In this segment, we'll be looking um, and discussing the article Meditation, a simple, fast way to reduce stress, as well as covering the Islamic aspects of this topic. Um, but before we get into what are the benefits of meditation on uh, on, on emotional and physical well-being, um, there are uh, it is important for us to understand uh, how uh, important it is um, mm. to 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 actually speak about such things as well because. Um, uh, obviously, we in recent times people are finally grasping uh, that uh, um, mental health is just as important as physical health, isn't mm. it? Whereas in the past, it was maybe not given uh, so much attention. Maybe uh, not as many people knew of the importance of uh, of uh, of mental health, um, and so they wouldn't mm. really care about it as much. Or maybe it would feel as if because if you have a mental uh, illness or a mental problem then f- for some reason you may be uh, quote unquote weak um that you're not able to 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 overcome such uh, uh such uh, such difficulties or such problems but obviously now mm. we know that that is not the case isn't it mm, definitely and uh, the the topic that we will be discussing today meditation this is um such a thing which um um, which reduces this, uh, you know, whoever whoever is going through um, mental illness. Meditation is one of the best, uh, I believe, one of the best um, uh, uh, practices someone can use in their life uh, in terms of uh, reducing um, stress. And reducing stress will uh, ultimately, um, because it's all linked to the mind, right? Yeah. Um, Doing this, obviously, uh, meditation relaxes the mind, um, helps you to focus on uh, on what you're actually meant to feel and uh, what you're supposed to be going through. And that is why meditation is such a um, is such a beneficial um, beneficial activity, beneficial uh, practice. Why? Because um, as, as as I mentioned, it. Uh, uh, relaxes the mind, helps you focus, and ultimately, um, it will lead to a person who is, um, unfortunately, uh, whoever is suffering from uh, mental illness, um, they could possibly use meditation to um, help them go through their um, their uh, mental uh, illness, and um, of course. It reduced stress because stress is such a thing which uh, everyone goes through. Stress. Who? I mean, who? Yeah. Uh, uh, such a thing which um, uh, everyone goes through. So that's why 
um, this is a I it's it's an important topic and we should be talking about this uh, um, as much as we can yeah no no most certainly most certainly I couldn't agree more um, the benefits of uh, meditation on emotional and physical well-being well meditation can give you a sense of calm peace and balance that can benefit both your emotional <coughs> well-being and your overall health you can also use it to relax and cope with stress by focusing your attention on something calming uh, meditation can help you learn to stay centered and keep inner peace and these benefits don't end when your meditation se- uh, uh, session ends um, a meditation can help carry you more calmly through your day. Any meditation uh, that you do may help you manage symptoms of certain uh, medical conditions. And we'll speak about the, the emotional and physical benefits of meditation, um, what they include in just a short while. But I mean, even just looking at these points uh, that we've just gone through, um, it's 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 such a calming thing, which... Uh, um, which 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 just really brings you back to reality isn't it if there's yeah. any difficulty that you're going through if there's any stress that you have um you're feeling anxious about something then mm. um of course it's always good for for you to just take a step back um get uh, collective uh, in in your thoughts have a bit of deep uh, deep breathing going mm. on mm. Uh, and really understand um and feel this uh, your surroundings um mm. uh, and 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 just be one with your body isn't it not mm. about um uh, it's not, it's not about uh, going out and taking tests or understanding through that way of course you can do so as well but when you really just sit down and just think about what's happening with your body mm. what's happening with your mind what's happening with your soul uh take a few moments and 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 relax and think about these things and that is in essence what meditation is and it and it can be mm. Uh, so beneficial as well and it's a more natural uh, way and process of healing yourself as well Um, rather than taking meditation uh, for this um, uh, tablets for stress Mm -hmm. and whatnot um, depression Um, this is the most um, uh, I guess um, practical and uh, um, safest way uh, one could use to uh, identify what their what they are actually feeling what their body is actually going through yeah. and uh, so that they can help themselves um, understand what's happening and uh, um, so that they can they can lead a uh, simple and healthy life yeah no, no definitely definitely uh, and not to say that uh, like we shouldn't take uh, medication of course uh, there is a time and place for everything yeah um, and if 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 we have been prescribed uh, medication then we should be uh, taking that as well but this is like you mentioned it's such a such a beautiful and natural way mm. in which we can also understand what's happening with our bodies um, and and our mind and, and our souls as well and uh, and and help us in uh, in that manner um the emotional uh, and physical benefits of uh, meditation um wh- can you go through a, a few of these please mars for the benefit of our listeners so the um um, meditation can help you learn to stay centered and uh, keep inner peace and these benefits don't end when your meditation session ends meditation can help you carry um, uh, more calmly 
So the emotional benefits and of, of course the physical benefits are that gaining a new perspective on stressful uh, situations, building skills to manage your stress, increasing self-awareness, focusing on the present, uh, reducing negative emotions, increasing imagination and creativity, increasing patience and tolerance, lowering uh, resting heart rate, lowering resting blood pressure and improving sleep quality. So these are the emotional and physical benefits um, which uh, which are included um, in the result of meditation. Yeah, and uh, and and th- there's so many that you you've just gone through. Um, I mean, mm. uh, who doesn't want a better quality of sleep? Who doesn't want yeah. a lower uh, lowered r- resting blood pressure or lowering uh, resting heart rate? I mean, all of these things that you mentioned so beneficial, uh, increasing self awareness as well, and focusing on the present. Um, when when we go through uh, meditation, when we go through uh, taking time out in our day to really uh, step back and 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 contemplate on what's happening in our lives. Um, these are the benefits that we can see, and and mm. and these benefits are not uh, they're, they're not small. They're they're quite yeah. uh, major things, isn't it? Mm, so it's a, it's a very beneficial thing to 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 say the least as well. Um, there there are different elements to to meditation uh, as outlined in the article that we that we mentioned earlier. Um, Different types of meditation may include different features to actually help you meditate. Um, these may vary depending on whose guidance you follow or who, who's teaching as a class. Um, some of the most common features in meditation include focused attention. Um, there's 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 other things as well. We'll go through them. Uh, there's focused attention. There's relaxed breathing. There's a quiet setting, a comfortable position, um, open attitude as well. Um, but we'll we'll just go through each one of these in a little bit more uh, detail as well. So focused attention. Focusing your attention is what helps free your mind from the many distractions that cause stress and worry. You can focus your attention on such things as a specific object, an image, a mantra, uh, or, or even your breathing. And, yeah. and in most cases, you'll see that it would uh, probably be the breathing uh, aspect, mm. isn't it? Which yeah. uh, which a lot of people focus their attention on. And and even I mean, this is so linked with uh, with our prayers as well, isn't it? The obligatory prayers mm. that we have as Muslims um, during the during the day, five uh, five obligatory prayers. And within that, it's it's not as it's I wouldn't call it meditation, but it is similar. In a, in a sense as well, yeah. isn't it? In which yeah. you're, you you take your time out, you cleanse mm. your body first, you take some time out, and you're 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 contemplating and you're praying and you're conversing with your Creator, with our mm. Lord, isn't it? Mm. Um, and so, <clears throat> like like I said, it it wouldn't really be classified as as meditation, but at the same time, it is very much similar. And even mm. if, when we're talking about this, when we're talking about focused attention, mm. um, it's all about understanding the words that you're that you're saying. Mm. Um, because it is in the Arabic language, most of it. Of yeah. course, we can pray in our own language as well, uh, so that we can understand it even more. But the custom prayers are in the Arabic language, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's all about understanding the words and uh, and and really focusing your attention on the prayers that you're 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 you're, you're praying. In essence, isn't it? It is similar because. Uh um, meditation essentially is you focusing, you um, 
focusing your body into um, into what's uh, actually happening and um, uh, and obviously trying to understand but uh, and in, the, in in a similar manner praying um, is uh, you can com- you can um, compare it to praying because praying helps you focus helps you understand um, and praying um, as uh, as uh, said by God Almighty that praying is the way that um, uh, a person gets closer to uh, Allah the Almighty and that's where a person is most focused in their life uh, in in worship and uh, that is where um, as you mentioned that uh, your uh, you know your um, your your speaking um, you're saying the Arabic words which is the custom um, custom prayer and uh, apart from this the you're saying prayers in your in your own language and this all of this helps you focus and ultimately this is the same um, purpose of meditation which helps you focus which helps you understand um, uh, your body and uh, what your purpose is yeah um, because when you're prostrating to Allah the Almighty, when you're praying to Him, you are um, saying to Allah that, "Oh Allah, I am. Um, you have created me. I, I am nothing from myself. You are the one who has created me." So that is why um, uh, we can compare um, prayer, prayer, to uh, and and meditation to a certain extent. Yes, yes, no, most certainly, most certainly. Uh, beautifully said there, and it, and 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 it just p- puts into perspective the 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 similarities and the difference uh, when it comes to prayer and meditation. Um, another mm. thing which we we mentioned was a quiet setting, um, and uh, um, if you're a beginner, practicing meditation may be easier. Um, if you're in a quiet spot with few distractions, including no television, radios or even cell phones um, and this again <coughs> is uh, similar to prayer in a sense as well that when we when we pray uh, of course we can pray anywhere we can pray at our homes as well um, but it, the best way um, to for us to pray is in congregation um, and the mm. pl- best place to do that is in a mosque setting as well yeah. um, and th- so uh, you'll notice for for, uh, for anyone who's been to a mosque you'll you'll notice that there aren't any uh, images there aren't any pictures mm. there's there's nothing on the walls um, yeah. it's 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 very plain and mm. the reason for that is so that you you're not wondering when, when when you're praying, your eyes are not wandering here and there and looking everywhere and uh, and just getting distracted. Mm. Um, but rather, it's a, it's a very a calm um, um, a place in which there's there's not much going on. It's very plain, plain but beautiful. No, it's, there's nothing taking away from its from its elegance or for its for, from its beauty. But uh, the the walls would be plain and there wouldn't be anything uh, on the walls. Mm. And the main reason for that is, of course, to 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 make sure that the believers, uh, the uh, those who are worshiping, do not get distracted. Yes, and so that they are fully focused, and. Uh, <coughs> um, you know, fully focus on what they, um, in what the, uh, in re, in re, uh, in regards to why they are there in the mosque, because when you go to a mosque, you go there to to pray, and uh, uh, because of a mosque not having uh, different kinds of paintings or not um, 
having different kinds of photos this is the reason so that one um, one can be fully focused uh, the one's attention can be fully towards God Almighty and so that one cannot get uh, uh, distracted and uh, this is a um, uh, focus attention and a quiet setting these are two very um, big things which are which are quite similar to uh, to prayer Yes. And uh, the the next one was uh, a comfortable position um, for um, right. So uh, and of course uh, with this there, there's a, there's an open attitude as well. But we will uh, discuss this um, uh, afterwards. Um, but uh, we have right now on hold with us our first guest of the day. Um, and uh, the guest is uh, Diana uh, Winston. And uh, I would like to um, welcome Diana Winston. And before that, uh, I would like to uh, give a brief introduction. So Diana Winston is the Director of uh, Mindfulness Education at uh, UCLA's Mindful Awareness Research Center. Um, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, very good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. Thank you so much. Uh, so, so Diana um if i if i would like to go straight to the questions um what does uh, mindfulness actually mean i define mindfulness as paying attention to our present moment experiences with openness curiosity and a willingness to be with that experience so much of the time we're lost in the past or the future, thinking about what happened, replaying it, why did it happen, worrying about the future, planning, catastrophizing, and mindfulness is an invitation into this present moment. Right. And uh, can meditation have any negative effects? For example, uh, if it were to unlock a traumatic memory? Yeah, I mean, we're people who practice meditation on a daily basis. There's not there's not a much of a risk unless one has extreme predisposition in that direction. Um, and just to know, mindfulness is a meditation practice. So it's something that a lot of people do throughout the world. They practice meditation in different ways. With mindfulness, it's something that you can you know take five, ten, fifteen minutes and focus on your breathing and notice mm. when your mind wanders away and comes back. But mindfulness, in addition to being a meditation practice, is a quality of attention you can have at any moment. And this is not this is not meditating. This is just remembering to be present when we're lost in the past or the future, and it can be quite helpful. Mm-hmm, most mm-hmm. certainly. Um, and you you mentioned it's all about uh, collecting your thoughts, even when they they they, they wander away, isn't it? Um, how do you overcome restlessness and stressful thoughts in order to actually meditate? Well, I think people assume that if they sit down to meditate, their mind's supposed to go blank and they're supposed to have no restlessness and no thinking. And that's mm-hmm. actually a misconception. Yeah. Most people, when they meditate, they sit down and their mind is filled with thoughts and it's not a problem. So what we learn to do is focus on something really simple, like our breathing. And then when our thoughts go into all our worries and concerns and so forth, we redirect back to the breathing and we just keep doing that over time and that skill builds and then we have more capacity to stay present. So thoughts are not a problem. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, no, most certainly. And we 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 mentioned um, a few of the benefits uh, when it comes to meditation. Um, the when it comes to uh, physical uh, benefits, when it comes to um, uh, other such benefits as well, like focusing um, on, on the on the on the present, reducing negative emotions, low, lowered resting heart rate and blood pressure, improving uh, sleep quality, and other such things as well. Um, but what we wanted to ask you was. Uh, does this also does meditation um, also enhance our intelligence and creativity? What do you think? Yeah, I don't think there are studies linking it to enhanced intelligence, but there mm-hmm. are some studies linking it to creativity. Okay. The the main way in which it's helpful is it can kind of get us out of the way of ourselves. So. If you're a creative person, but you're blocked and you're having a lot of judgment, I'll never succeed and I can't do this and I'm terrible, we can learn to not get lost in these thoughts, not to find them a problem, but to just really come into a flow state, of a place of connection with ourselves where creativity can really be present. So it's like an, it's like an adjunct. It enhances our creativity and um, takes us, as I said, out of, out of the way of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and just lastly there, Diana, do you, are there any tips that you can give to someone who's maybe just uh, listening to this and they'd want to take on meditation for the first time? Um, what, what, would you, what advice would you like to give them? Well, it's helpful to get supported to do it. So it's hard to just listen to a, a radio and go, okay, now I'm going to meditate. Yeah. We have a, an app, UCA, UCLA Mindful app, and there's meditations. We have them in 14 different languages, and there are five-minute meditations, three minutes just to get started, and longer ones for people who want to go in deeper. So that would be a good start. Uh, start for people mm-hmm. okay okay um, thank you uh, Diana for, for being with us for answering our questions and, and sharing your insight in regards to this topic uh, with, uh, for, with, with our listeners uh, thank you once again and we hope you have a wonderful day ahead as well thanks so much my pleasure thank you bye bye Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number for you to call. That was Diana Winston, the Director of Mindfulness Education at UCLA's Mindful Awareness Research Center, uh, MARC, sharing her thoughts with us. Um, and it just goes to show, isn't it, that there's, uh, there's a lot of uh, importance, there's a lot of significance in um in 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 mindfulness and of course meditation as mm. well um we we mentioned um a a a a quiet setting and focused attention um when it comes to uh, the m- the most common features in meditation mm. um and what they include um there's also a, a relaxed breathing isn't it so this t- technique involves deep even paced breathing using the diaphragm muscles to expand your lungs the purpose is to slow your breathing take in more oxygen and reduce the use uh, of shoulder neck and upper chest muscles while breathing uh, while breathing so that you breathe more efficiently um and and of course this is also to to calm you to to make you more at peace to to help you understand mm. what's happening around you as well isn't it mm. there's uh, <clears throat> so many studies on uh, the the importance of breathing and understanding uh, understanding our breathing um and even when we when we if if you want to um 
um, um, keep your strength as well. There's there's different methods of of breathing, isn't it? That that when you uh, exert your 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 strength, you you want to uh, maybe not breathe at that time or only be um, mm. you want to exhale after and other such things as well. The, this this also benefits in uh, in meditation as well. Mm, definitely. Uh, the thing is, all of these. Um um focus attention relaxed breathing or if you um join all all of these together that's when um you get the perfect environment for uh, meditation F- for example if you um if you have uh, all of these elements if you have the attention uh, if you have the breathing if you have a comfortable position but if you don't have a quiet setting um then your um then the meditation itself won't be successful because one of these one of these um important elements are missing um and that is why in order to um you know in order to meditate properly if someone was uh wanted, was to meditate then these following um um uh, things should be um proper should be uh, well managed focus attention relaxed breathing a quiet setting comfortable position and open attitude that's when um one can fully be focused in uh, uh meditating and uh, that's mm-hmm. when meditation <coughs> will be successful as well and will be beneficial yeah and but but even even uh, despite all of these things uh, you may feel um as if your mind is wandering away and that's exactly what Diana was saying as mm. well isn't it it's not just about sitting down and um um you, you start uh, your meditation um but uh, but but rather you will notice that your mind will wander off um and and maybe uh, you'll have to 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 collect it again and this is similar in in our prayers as well mm. isn't it mm. sometimes you we 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 see p- uh, individuals who would be be praying and uh, you automatically just randomly you'll start thinking about something else isn't it mm. you'll start thinking about um your meeting which is coming up or or an event which uh, which is about to take place or whatever right it can be anything um mm. and the reason for that is that we are not focusing our attention as much as we should oh, yes. if we <clears throat> if we uh, dev- uh um dedicate more of our attention to that prayer then uh, we w- we will be able to better um understand what we're saying understand uh, what we're praying for and uh, and and stick with it as well it, our mind shouldn't wander off if we are focused uh, in our attention towards that definitely prayer prayer the thing is prayer requires uh full attention because um because if you're praying in a mosque right um because the the atmosphere is uh, um you know it, it is so quiet um uh, and you know it that's why it's not it's not very um difficult for one's attention to um to 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 go away that is why in prayer um as you mentioned you should um have full attention uh, that's when that's when you know you will um uh, that's when you will receive all the blessings and that's yeah. when you will um enjoy your prayer as well um as uh, as how 
prayer should be uh, should be uh, enjoyed. Yeah, no, no, most certainly, most certainly. Um, to speak more on this, uh, we do have with us on the line Carmel Farnan, um, who's a registered psychologist, psychotherapist, and international mindfulness trainer. Assalamualaikum, peace be upon you. Good morning, and welcome to the breakfast show. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, and thank you for for being with us. Um, we're speaking about uh, uh, mindfulness. Uh, we're speaking about meditation, a simple, fast way to reduce stress in our breakfast show t- here today on the Voice of Islam radio station. The first question that we wanted to ask you was: What benefits does meditation have on our physical health? Okay. Well, the main thing that um, meditation or mindfulness does is that it reduces stress. So um, there is all the benefits then that come from that. So people can sleep better. People can go about their daily work better, whatever they're doing during the day. They have more of their mind available to them. What has been proven through neuroscience research is that uh, it reduces the fight or flight element in the brain there. So that's responsible for a huge amount of anxiety, depression, all of that. So people will experience that, they'll sleep much better, they're able to digest their food much better, and generally it's a feeling of happiness that people gain. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. And the, these benefits that we you've 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 mentioned, uh, sleeping better, eating better, and uh, other such things as well. How long and often do you need to actually meditate before seeing these beneficial results? Well, the results of meditation are progressive. Now, some people will experience an immediate effect, but it's not long lasting because it's like anything that we're doing, any type of fitness, whether that's physical fitness, mental fitness, it improves the more we do it. So all of the research would show that um, even after an eight-week program, there would be a huge development in all the positive effects of mindfulness. But um, it needs to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And what is the uh, five, four, three, two, one method? And uh, uh, could you just, uh, for the benefit of uh, our listeners, uh, explain um, yeah. how it works? Okay, it's a very simple technique. And doing mindfulness, we need to be using our five senses. Now, normally, what happens is that some people will have one sense developed more than the other. So they go to practice mindfulness and they could be a very visual person and they're just concentrating on what they see. Other people could be very auditory and they're concentrating on what they might hear. If they're out for a walk, they're listening to sounds. So the 54321 is a method where it gets people to use all of their five senses. Mm -hmm. So you do five things that you see, then you move to four things that you hear, three things that you feel, uh, two things that you taste and one thing that you smell. And then you start looping again and you go the five senses, see, hear, feel, taste and smell. Mm. And that way, um, because the world isn't only made up of one sense. So mm. when you're using your five senses, you're, you're able to go deeper. You're using your mind mm. in a fuller way. Mm. And meditation is said to be a form of uh, self-directed neuroplasticity. Uh, what mm-hmm. does this mean? Okay, so neuroplasticity just means the ability to change. So neuroplasticity refers to the ability of the brain to change itself because we used to think that the brain developed up until age 25 and then it stayed the same way until we went into cognitive decline. 
Now we know that the brain is capable of changing at any single time. And that can sound like a big term experience dependent neuroplasticity. But children in school, that's what's happening. Their brains, through learning, like their seven times tables, they're mm. changing their brain, they're changing the structure of the brain. So say now if somebody is practicing mindfulness and meditation and they decide that they want to be less angry, they could really focus on um, maybe gratitude or patience or something like that. And in that way, they're determining by what they focus on, what way they're sculpting their brain. Or if somebody wanted to be much more easygoing, we could say, well, they could just, it depends on the thoughts that they think. So we have thoughts in our unconscious mind that just spring up automatically. But we now know that we're the boss of our thoughts. We can only, the first thought might come up on its own, but after that we can decide through mindfulness or through doing our meditation to bring our mind into the present moment. Then the thoughts don't keep on thinking themselves because we can only think one thought at once. And in that way, unwanted thoughts or unhelpful thinking styles die off through a lack of attention because we're directing our brain on what to focus on today. Mm-hmm. And uh, lastly, uh, Carmel, um, how can we incorporate meditation in our busy uh, daily lives? Okay, well, one of the most um, famous people within the mindfulness movement is um, John Kabat-Zinn over in the States. And what he says is the real meditation is how you live your life. So there's two parts. There's doing your meditation and there's also making your life a mindful life, which is uh, focusing on the present moment. So what I would say to anybody starting off is maybe start off with a one-minute meditation mm-hmm. and do that a few times during the day. And in that way, you'd be able to say, if you did it five times, you'd have five-minute meditation done. And also a good thing to do is to have a set time where you're going to do meditation. So for myself, I would do it first thing in the morning because mm-hmm. I find that gives me a different start to the day. Other people prefer to do it as they're winding down, maybe after work in the evening. So have a set time and put it into the same kind of category as you do having a shower or brushing your teeth, something like that. Put it into a no-choice category because once you start feeling the benefits of it, it's like everything, then you're really motivated to do it more. So they now recognize originally the meditation used to be an hour long in the original programs. And now they recognize that even a minute or two of quality meditation is worth more than a one hour meditation. Yeah, yeah, no, no, most certainly. Most certainly. It's, it's all about actually uh, going through it uh, and and seeing the bless uh, the the benefits uh, for for yourself, isn't it? Like you mentioned, but you, there there are very lengthy uh, programs and, and other such things as well, in which we we can do and make use of. But it's better to to have that quality rather than that quantity, isn't it? So so that's definitely that's something okay. to 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 keep in mind. Um, thank you, Carmel, uh, for 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 being with us, for answering our, our questions, and sharing your insight Aww. in regards to uh, mindfulness and meditation um, with our listeners thank you once again and thank we you. hope you have a wonderful thank you day. very much you're welcome thank you yeah. bye bye Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number for you to call. That was Carmel uh, Farnan, 
um, who is a registered psychologist, uh, psychotherapist and international mindfulness trainer as well, sharing her thoughts with us. Um, and and again, so many similarities with uh, our prayers as well. Uh, Carmel mentioned right there at the end as well that rather than going through an hour-long um, session, uh, meditation session, um, it's better to 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 just do um, um, a, a one minute um, five times a day. Um, and this is uh, again very similar with uh, with our prayers as well. Um, it's it, it, it's not that it's only one minute long, but uh, it's uh, not very lengthy, and it's uh, five times a day as well. So there's 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 a fixed time as well. She also mentioned that you should have a dedicated time in which you know that oh, okay, this is when I'm going to meditate. Um, she said for her it's in the morning. For others it might be uh, when they're winding down from work. From others. It might even be when before going to sleep or something like that, but uh, but again in in the uh, in in Islam we have five times five prescribed times during the day in which we are told uh, that these are the times in which we should be praying, um, and it, it, there's so many benefits in that as well. Uh, one thing is that it's it spreads uh, uh, throughout the day, isn't it? So rather than just um, uh, saying God Almighty saying that, oh, well, I want you to f- uh, pray five times uh, in a week, or or let's say uh, thirty-five times uh, during a week, and you can just do it whenever you like. Uh, no, it's it, that that wouldn't have had as many benefits as you, uh, th- there are currently, in which we are told that we should be praying um, five times. Uh, during the day um, and the reason for that is uh, um, uh, uh, because rather than rather than doing all of it at one time rather than um, let's say spending an hour uh, on worshipping and then forgetting about it for the whole day what we should be doing instead is um, spread it out evenly during the day, throughout the day. And when we do that, then we will be able to to remember God Almighty um, for the whole day as well. Um, and and the benefits that we, we can see from this is that you know that in a certain few hours you'll be presented before your Lord again, your Creator again. And so you you'll you'll think about um what to do um and what not to do um if you if you were if you knew that oh well you don't need to pray for another i don't know two days or whatever then um then you you might you might forget about your duties and you might go uh, astray you might do something which is an evil something which is an ill but instead when we know that oh within in another 2 hours or so uh, i've pray, i've just prayed one of my prayers and in another 2 or 3 hours i'm going to be presented before my lord again and how would i be able to face him if uh, i've just committed this evil if I've just committed this uh, this this ill um, and so this is yet another reminder for us that we should always be in a state in which we know and we are mindful of the fact that uh, that God Almighty is watching us and so we always do that which is good rather than that which is evil um, 
there's uh, um, the, the, we, we we're speaking about the 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 best ways and the best methods for us to to go through when it comes to meditation. Um, we touched on focused breathing. We touched on relaxed breathing, a uh, quiet setting, um, and of course, there's a comfortable position and open attitude as well. And over here, we should remember that you can practice meditation whether you're sitting, whether you're lying down, whether you're walking, um, or in other positions or activities as well. Just try to be comfortable so that you can get the most out of your meditation. Aim to keep a good posture during meditation as well. And and this actually affects the, the, the position in which you are. It actually affects your, your mindfulness as well and, and your meditation. Um, and, it, and, and, and it affects your soul as well. And that's why when we have our obligatory prayers, you'll notice that there are various different positions in which uh, uh, in which we go through, you bow down, you you um, you, um, you you clasp your hands, you fold your hands, your arms. Sorry, um, you prostrate as well. Uh, you sit down on your knees. There's so many different positions, and all of these show us humility. They show us meekness. They teach us humbleness as well. Um, and this is what we are going for when we are praying as well. And of course, the last is an open attitude. Let thoughts pass through your mind without judgment. We're going to be speaking more about this in just a short while. Don't go anywhere. Here's the 8 o'clock news. You're listening to The Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome back to The Breakfast Show here on The Voice of Islam radio station. Uh, you're listening to myself, Samar and Maz. Um, and just a quick time check for you. It is two minutes past eight on Tuesday, the 5th of July, 2022. If you are just tuning in, uh, we are speaking about meditation, how it's a simple, fast way to reduce stress. Um, and in a short while, we will be moving on to our second segment as well, Child disability urgent improvements needed say grieving mums um but before we do so um we do have with us on the line another guest for the show uh, kate hughes uh, kate is a meditation uh, teacher and mindfulness coach and the founder of kate hughes meditation as well assalamualaikum peace be upon you good morning and welcome to the breakfast show Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for being with us. Um, Kate, what is meditation composed of, and how is it different from other, let's say, relaxation methods? Um, Well, there are lots of different kinds of meditation. I teach mindful meditation, Mm -hmm. and um, there are various different (coughs) techniques, but essentially what you're trying to do is you're trying to train your brain to stay where you put it. So... It's different from other relaxation methods because it's actually work. I know it looks very peaceful when you see somebody in meditation, but what they're doing is they're repeatedly refocusing their attention back to sometimes the breath or it may be a different focal point. But what you're trying to do is train your brain to to, to stay where you put it and stop it from wandering away all the time. Mm -hmm. How how does meditation improve our um, mental well-being? Well, as you said in your introduction, it's great for reducing stress. 
So a lot of people come to me because they're really suffering from stress and anxiety. And it's been proven to help with those things. But it's interesting because it also helps us to um, be calmer and remain calm when we're having, um, you know, a little bit of overwhelm. It helps us to improve our focus and concentration. And it also increases our confidence. Um, so there are lots of emotional benefits, but there are also lots of physical benefits too. It reduces your blood pressure, it helps your sleep, um, it reduces inflammation in your body. So it's an amazing um, tool for not only your mental well-being, but also your physical well-being. Mm-hmm. We spoke about and uh, touched upon the 54321 method with our um, previous guest. What do you think um, in regards to this and how how does it, you know, how, how does it work? So it's a pretty handy tool to have if you're feeling a little bit anxious or overwhelmed and you just want to get back into the present moment. So the, the studies and the research show that we're more anxious when we're thinking about the past or ruminating about the future. So we're less anxious when we're in the present moment. And the 54321 method helps us to do that. So I I Mm -hmm. expect that your previous caller explained what it was, and essentially it helps you to be grounded in this moment. What can you see? What can you feel? You know, tuning in with your physical body. Our physical body is great because we can feel it. It's, you know, it's something solid in front of us that we can connect to. So it's it's a nice way of, of getting into the present moment if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Right. And uh, Kate, you you yourself um, suffered from a stress-related illness in 2014. How successful was uh, meditation in helping you overcome this uh, difficult time? Um, Yeah, it was absolutely essential for me. I was, as you say, quite unwell. And because my body was letting me down, um, I had problems with my sight, um, all sorts of things. My brain just went haywire. I was so anxious. And then, you know, when you're so anxious, you can't sleep and so many other problems follow. So discovering mm. mindfulness and meditation completely changed the, the, the situation for me. You know, I was able to deal with it in a completely different way. And when I realized how powerful it was for me to help me through that time, I carried on with it. And, and that's the secret, to have a regular practice. Even if you're just doing five or ten minutes a day, you can get the benefits from this kind mm-hmm. of work. So for me, it was absolutely crucial, and I wouldn't be without it now. Mm-hmm. now uh, that's, uh, that's very beneficial because um, uh, for those listeners out there who, um, who are um, going through this, um, going through stress-related uh, um, illness, that they, they can use uh, your technique because... Um, as you have uh, told us, it it has been successful, um, yeah. which is uh, which is uh, uh, very good and beneficial. Um, and uh, thank you very much, uh, Kate. Um, unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. No problem at all. Uh, we would love to speak to you more about this topic um, whenever whenever we do uh, um, touch upon this topic l- later on uh, in one of our shows. I'll be happy to, to come back and chat to you more. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. Take care. Right, Have a great care. day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0208-687-7878 is the number for you to call. That was Kate Hughes, uh, who's a meditation teacher, mindful uh, mindfulness coach, and the founder of Kate Hughes Meditation as well. Um, I mean, it just it just really puts into perspective, isn't it, the benefits uh, of actually taking the time out and uh, and 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 contemplating on life focusing on your breathing uh focusing on your surroundings and on yourself as well um and the benefits that that can reap isn't it um and i mean like kate mentioned as well that she she also was uh, going through a difficult time in which she she started uh meditating um uh, mindful uh meditating and and that is what uh, what got her through that mm. um and again like you mentioned this is something that all of us can do within our day-to-day lives um and uh, and, of, and and of course there are so many benefits to that as well um but how can we practice uh, meditation in our daily lives? We've touched on this, um, but a, a few of the things that we can do uh, on our own, in which we don't need a class for, we don't need to mm. go to a special dedicated area for, is breathing deeply, right? So you can concentrate on feeling and listening as you inhale and exhale through your nostrils. Uh, you can breathe deeply and slowly when your attention wanders. Gently return your focus to your breathing. Um, another thing that you can do is actually scan your body. So when you're using this technique, you can focus your attention on different parts of your body. Become aware of your body's various sensations, whether that's pain, tension, warmth, or even relaxation, and combine mm-hmm. body scanning with breathing exercises and imagine breathing heat or relaxation into and out of different parts of your body. Mm. And uh, moreover, uh, there's uh, walking and meditating. So this is uh, uh, basically a combination of a walk with meditation and it's an efficient and uh, healthy way to relax. You can use this technique anywhere you're walking, such as in a tranquil forest on a city sidewalk or at the mall. So basically, uh, wherever you're walking, you can use this um, use this technique, um, which is combining your walk with meditation. The next um, point is uh, engage in prayer. So prayer is the best known and most widely practiced example of meditation. And we will um, uh, speak about this um, just uh, in a few minutes. Next um, uh, point is uh, focus your love and kindness. So in this type of meditation, you think of others with feelings of love, compassion and kindness. This can help increase how connected you feel to others. So these are just some of the ways you can practice meditation. Of course, there are there are more ways. Um, you know, this is not just is not just limited uh, meditation practice of meditation is not just limited to these um, four or five points these are just some of the points that we have mentioned of course if you want to um, um, read on, in, in detail you can you can um, you can go to these uh, uh, web uh, different uh, websites um, science websites which do explain how um, what kind of things you can do in detail um, to help you meditate so these were just uh, some some of the points that um, yeah. we wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah, no, no, awesome. Um, 
like we mentioned earlier, uh, prayer is you, it's not the same as uh, as meditation. Uh, there are there are similarities, um, but there are of course differences as well. Um, but you can possibly call it a form of uh, of meditation. And as you can see, this multifaceted mode of worship offers a whole range of benefits from humility to gratitude, from seeking forgiveness to forgiving, from equality to meaningful postures. It provides the worshipper an escape five times a day from the stress of material life to focus on self-reformation and spiritual development. Um, having experienced all of these benefits, they have helped um, all of us uh, immensely in, in our uh, professional and personal lives as well. And prayer is a type of meditation in itself. It helps us tame our racing thoughts and rile up emotions, enabling us to break the vicious cycle of stress through the day. Prayer offers a sense of relief and emotional comfort resulting in fewer symptoms of anxiety and depression. The feeling of empowerment and security which we get after each prayer helps us deal effectively with daily life stresses um, and the promised Messiah upon whom be peace. He once said that congregational prayers promote unity and reduce disparity and selfishness. Being aware of uh, the meanings and deeper interpretations of the prayers you recite facilitates attainment in relation to its uh, applica uh, applicability um, to improve uh, mental health. Moreover, um, prayer um, uh, makes busy life easier and sweeter. When you feel a part of a greater purpose, it's easy to understand that you aren't responsible for everything that happens in and around you or, or and others lives when when positive feelings rise high and the conscious effort to let go of things you can't change occurs your ability to handle stress too improves um, researchers found that people who attend weekly religious services or, or practice daily pray, prayer or meditation in their youth reported greater life satisfaction and positivity in their 20s as well. Um, and, and of course, it's a mental exercise which quietens the mind, isn't it? So, so, the, so, so long as the person is in the state of meditation but has no permanent effect which can give an, an individual a peace of mind in a practical way and uh, lastly according to a hadith according to a narration of the holy prophet muhammad may the peace and blessings of allah be upon him uh, it's reported to, uh, to that he said that um, verily there is a cure in salat in uh, nafi salati shifa muslims attain nearness to our creator and show submission to his will and this can be uh, performed in congregation or individually um, but like we said earlier it's better uh, far better if we do it in congregation um, in addition to improving our spiritual health prayer provides us with other benefits that improve our physical and emotional well-being as well um there is a, a short audio clip that we'd like to also share with, for the benefit of our listeners. Um, and and the, the the audio clip is of His Holiness, the fourth caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazim Izzat Tahir Ahmad, may Allah have mercy on his soul. Um, and and it's an, a question that he was asked on, is meditation sufficient as a form of worship in Islam? Let's see what he had to say. Meditation is part of everything, not separate from the prayer described in the Holy Quran. In the Holy Quran, the prayer is described as Qiyaman, standing, Qawdan, sitting, 
Raku Sajda. These are the four parts of the, the prayer which have been repeatedly described in the Holy Quran. So if he meditates during Tayam, during Ruku, during Sajda, during Qada, there is no harm. Anyone can and anyone, everyone should. But being outside the form described by the Holy Quran is not valid. Only it will, be, it will become valid if one performs this type of prayer as very clearly mentioned in the Holy Quran and in addition to that, then he meditates. And that sort of meditation is mentioned in the Holy Quran as zikr. That meditation that is a remembrance of Allah can be done even lying down. So, but sitting and standing also, there you, you should note that ruku and sajda are not mentioned. Which means that the Holy Quran here is not uh, discussing the formal prayer. So there are two types of prayers mentioned in the Holy Quran. He has no right to choose one and reject the other if he believes in the Quran. And that was uh, the answer from His Holiness, the fourth head uh, of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmed. May Allah have mercy on his soul. Um, and with that, we are now uh, swiftly going to be moving on to our second segment, Child Disability, Urgent Improvements Needed, Say Grieving Mums. Um, if you would like to get involved, of course you can do so. The number for you, as always, is 0208-687-7878. And of course, you can tweet us and leave your comments on our Instagram page as well at Voice of Islam UK. Um, we'll we'll be t- just taking a, a very short break um, and once we do come back we're going to be discussing this in detail. Uh, child disability, urgent improvements needed. Don't go anywhere and stay with us after the break. You're listening to The Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Writings of the Promised Messiah, The real purpose of all the external and internal limbs and faculties that has been bestowed on man is understanding and worship and love of God. That is why, despite a thousand occupations, Man does not find his true well-being except in God Almighty. Having acquired great wealth or achieved high office or having become a great merchant or having acquired governing authority or become a great philosopher, he departs in the end from these worldly involvements with a sense of frustration. His heart rebukes him all the time about his deep concern with the world and his conscience never approves his wiles and deceits and wrongful actions. When he takes stock of man's faculties and powers to discover his highest capacity, we find that he is invested with the faculty of seeking after God so much that he desires that he should become so devoted to God's love that he should have nothing of his own and that everything should become God's. He shares his natural needs like food and drink 
and rest. The aware, the one who has knowledge of the most secret parts of everything and who is aware of all things. Do they not know that Allah knows what they make secret and what they make open? The firm one, the one with extreme power, which is both complete and unwavering. Surely it is Allah Himself who is the great sustainer, the powerful, the strong. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Um, like we said, we're going to be speaking about child disability, urgent improvements needed, say, grieving mothers. Um, in this segment, of course, we'll be discussing the issues with the care of disabled children in the UK, which have recently been brought to light by the tragic but preventable deaths of two disabled teens. Um, well, what happened? Um, the mothers of two teenage boys who died after failures in their care have called on the government to make urgent improvements to how children with disabilities are assessed. Um, Sammy Alban uh, Stanley, a 13 and 14-year-old, uh, Oscar Nash, both died in 2020, and both boys' inquiries recorded they had received inadequate care from local authorities and mental health services. Um, the calls were made uh, in an open letter to the secretaries of uh, State for Health, Social Care and Education. Both departments have been contacted for a comment. Uh, Patricia Album and Natalia Nash, uh, Asar Javid um, and Nadeem Zahavi to uh, make fundamental changes to several care areas to prevent future deaths. Uh, Patricia Album pr- uh, previously said her son Sammy's death was preventable. And, 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 and that's the worst thing, isn't it? When you know mm-hmm. that something is preventable, but yet uh, due to the lack of care or due to the lack of attention, maybe um, such things have happened. Um, the pair said they both experienced problems with support for disabled children and family services lacked understanding of neurological conditions like autism, they said. Um, and the pair also pointed to a lack of access to children and adolescent mental health services, CAMHS, and failure to assess or review the severity of a child's developing needs. Mm. So, um, the thing is, uh, this topic, right, it's um, child disability. Um, It's a sensitive uh, topic because, um, um, as uh, we have mentioned, um, some some, uh, story, actually, uh, regarding um, um, two teenage boys who died after uh, failures in their care. And um, 
the thing is once once you know that something could have been uh, preventable um that's when you grieve the most yeah that's when uh, um that's when you that's basically when it hits you the hardest, yeah isn't that's it? when it hits you the, the most um and that's so unfortunate and uh, sad to hear whenever whenever we come across these kind of stories um so Sammy Alban Stanley from Kent had uh, autism and a rare genetic condition called uh, Prada Willy syndrome both of which caused high risk um, behavior and saw him attempt to take his own life on multiple occasions he died after falling from a harbor wall in uh, Ramsgate Kent in April 2020 Oscar Nash from Surrey had um, uh, Asperger's syndrome on a, an, an autism spectrum disorder and took his own life on a railway near Egham Surrey in January of the same year he had talked about suicide from the age of 6 but his emotional and mental health was never clinically assessed despite a series of requests to CAMHS throughout his lifetime from the age of 3 Miss Nash said that uh, throughout her son Oscar's life there was no understanding of his condition by any of the bodies engaged in his care and no appreciation for the additional challenges Oscar faced because of his uh, condition and um, we now have with us um our first guest uh, for this topic uh, and uh, our guest is uh, Kamran Malik so Kamran Malik um uh, for for the benefit uh, of our listeners um is the CEO of uh, Disability Rights UK So with this I would like to give a warm welcome uh, assalamu alaikum peace and blessings of Allah be upon you and warm welcome to the breakfast show Wa alaikum assalam thank you very much for that lovely introduction uh, it's great to be here and yes yeah, so my name's Cameron I'm chief exec of Disability Rights UK um we are Disability Rights UK is a national organization supporting and fighting for the rights and justice for disabled people um throughout our country mm-hmm. we are Again, and I guess what's really important about our organisation is we are run by and led by disabled people. So um, our lived experience kind of drives everything that we do and say. Uh huh. So you've you've given us a uh, sort of brief and in, uh, description uh, introduction of your organisation, but could you also uh, tell us uh, about the aims of uh, the organisation? Yes. Yeah, so what we do is we look at what inequalities um, and discrimination. disabled people of all ages experience in our country whether that's at kind of young age going through education um health social care employment um to social life you know going um out and about and living your everyday life housing transport it's a huge area and what we do is we look at where all of these inequalities and injustices exist and we advocate um and lobby and influence government um other sectors like businesses to be more inclusive and for government mm-hmm. to change its kind of policies and legislation to make sure that disabled people have you know equality uh, in our country uh-huh. and uh, how is the current system in the UK lacking in its ability to care for disabled children yeah so i think in your in you know introduction to this piece about um young young people who've uh, very sadly you know taken their own lives it, it, our 
the support system lacks because it's not well funded. Um, it, it's not what we call person-centered. So often, you know, services are delivered, but they're not really tailored for the needs of the particular individual and the family setting that they are within. And so people are not receiving the services that, you know, they're one, they're entitled to because of a lack of funding. Diagnosis of um, educational needs and special educational needs can come very late or often not actually come at all until much later in life. And by that time, a lot of negative impact has already happened on that individual um, because they've not received the support that they, that they should do. And often it's down to parents to have to fight um, government and local services to get the services that you know we are entitled to. Mm-hmm. And um, what changes can be made and uh, how will these changes improve the system so so that all the children with disabilities receive the care that uh, they need well we've always been arguing that there should be a what you know we call an integrated approach so different services working together to deliver the best support um, service that is available and people are entitled to so by that I'm talking about education health social care all working together to deliver deliver kind of a unified level of support um, it's right. really important that needs are identified early um, because right. as I said a bit just now you know if needs are often not identified a young person will go through their young life into adulthood without any support and therefore will be excluded discriminated often bullied um, and even you know even sadly very much worse things and right. it's also important that services are delivered locally we hear quite often of young people being moved you know hundreds of miles away from their home because that's where support might be available and it's not available where they actually live right and last uh, but not least what issues uh, remain within the education system for children with special uh, education needs despite the new send review by the government yeah so SEND review is looking at a lot of processes um, within the system and that's not a bad thing to look at but what's really lacking is sufficient levels of funding. Um, What government will often say is you know we've put X million more into a system but what they don't say is what's the actual total need for uh, providing this level of support that people are entitled to under law. Um, So that's one thing to lack of funding. A commitment to inclusive education So very worryingly, we're moving towards more segregated education. So in other words, disabled children being taught in a very different school and different environment to everybody else. And that just creates further problems later on in life because we're not including each other. We're not working with each other. We're not learning from one another. Um, So that that commitment to inclusive education is lacking and is a real worry. Uh Right. Well, um, thank you so very much, uh, Kamran, for your for your great input, and uh, uh, we'd love to speak to you more about this uh, w- whenever uh, whenever we do touch upon this topic uh, in, in our later later shows. And uh, we would love to have you back, uh, Kamran. Thank you very much. For thank joining. you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Take, take care. Take care. Bye-bye. 0208-687-7878 is the number for you to call. That was Cameron Malik, uh, CEO of Disability Rights UK, sharing his thoughts with us. Um, and it just goes to show, really, isn't it, the importance of uh, 
uh, of intervention and or really being there um the, the the system needs to be changed in a way that uh, it can it's it's there to provide support for for those who are in need of it uh you mentioned earlier uh in regards to the two individuals um uh for instance Sammy's death um uh, it, it was it was preventable isn't it we mm. we and Oscar as well they 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 was having suicidal thoughts from a very young age um still they weren't being taken mm. seriously and and eventually they did take take their lives and 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 like like we said it's something which is preventable and mm. that's why it's so important for us to really um be there for such in, such individuals mm. rather than uh, uh, letting them do whatever they wish isn't mm. it mm, definitely and uh, it's it's um it's a um this these kind of situations are uh brittle brittle in a sense that uh, whenever whenever you come across um in this in this uh, situation for example yeah. whenever you do come across a person or a, a child who's saying who's mentioning who's uh, talking about um uh suicide and having suicidal thoughts from a, such a young age and then continuing up um you know uh not just stopping there but uh, mentioning uh, about this as as he grows up yeah. as the child grows up that's when it, get, it gets dangerous that's when uh, that's when um uh, uh as parents as uh, you know uh, as, as someone who looks after um who who the good the guardian who'll be looking after they they should uh, uh you know take control of uh, uh, what the situation is and and you know so that um the 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 wall stops over there yeah it doesn't so that it doesn't uh, the, child, the child's mind doesn't get to that stage where where you know the child gets to an age where he decides that okay that's it i'm i'm i've had enough right and that's it i'm yeah. done so that's where that's where these kind of situations are quite uh you know they're not uh the um it's very interesting because uh, uh the, these kind of uh situations once uh once you are you find out about a situation or find out about someone's health uh someone's mental health um you should um uh look into it and you know treat treat the the situation as of soon course. as possible really yeah yeah no no definitely definitely <laughs> i mean uh, like you mentioned it's it's so important for 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 parents for guardians for caretakers to get involved and to intervene isn't it rather than just waiting and waiting and waiting mm. and that's why i mean all of these 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 cases are preventable um um the, the ones that we we've touched on today and of course many uh that that pe- they that the health uh, uh takers um come across as well um and that's why it's uh, it's essential for 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 them to really get involved uh rather than just sitting in this uh, in, in the back seat and yeah. just waiting for something to happen because when you wait for something to happen then it's uh, oftentimes it's too late like yeah. in this case um it was too late isn't it and that it's 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 surprising that uh, it wasn't uh, dealt with uh, at an earlier stage that mm. they weren't given the care they weren't given the time they weren't given that um attention and and due to that 
um, it lead uh, it, it led them to 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 them taking their lives, isn't it? It's such a mm. such a saddening uh, thing to hear. Um, we're going to be speaking to our next guest for the show. We do have with us on the line Nasira Mirza, uh, mother of two children with learning disabilities. Assalamualaikum and welcome back to the breakfast show on the Voice of Islam radio station. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum assalam. Peace be on you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, and thank you for for being with us. Um, we're speaking about um, uh, child disabilities and how there's urgent improvements needed, um, especially according to what grieving mothers are saying. Um, could you please uh, begin by explaining uh, your experience with children who have disabilities? Absolutely. Yes, um, I have, as you've mentioned yourself, kindly. Uh, two children myself with uh, special needs. Uh, one of them, uh, my daughter, she is Asperger's and uh, she's profoundly deaf. She was born profoundly deaf and she's a cochlear implant user. Mm-hmm. And then I have my son who has uh, recently been diagnosed as uh, autistic. Okay. But he was, uh, prior to that diagnosis, ADHD. <coughs> and uh, I've also grown up with a sibling, uh, an older sibling who was uh, who is Asperger's. Okay, okay. And how can uh, disability affect a, a child's mental health, do you think? Um, mental health is uh, extremely important for everyone. Yeah. All humans. Of course. Regardless of their uh, needs or not. But when when you have a child who's uh, uh, got various degrees of special needs, um, especially if those uh, needs or if those disabilities have not been diagnosed because we have hidden disabilities like autism, ADHD mm-hmm. and things like that, yeah. then this this kind of thing, this can make or break a child's life, basically. Yeah. It can definitely, the first thing having disabilities in a child would affect directly um, their confidence. So they can can, uh, uh, withdraw from life, basically, Mm -hmm. knowing and feeling that they are different. When a child at a young age doesn't know what's happening with them, why they are not able to perform, on a similar level to their peers at school, why they are not able to have friends, yet they see other children playing with other friends, why they are not invited to, let's say, parties or things like that. Um, It severely affects their confidence. That's the first thing it hits. And then once the confidence is broken, that's it. It just has a roll-on, knock-on effect, a snowball effect on every other aspect of mental health that a child desperately needs to form their personality for the rest of their life. Yeah. And how can parents and carers uh, really look after this isn't it like for instance if you're mentioning that uh, uh, if 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 for instance someone has a child who who doesn't get invited to these social events because of their um, their learning disability or or because of uh, their special needs um, or, or they might even get picked on or they might not have um, as many friends as their peers do or they might not be able to um, get as much work done or, 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 or study as much as their peers what how uh, how do you do you do you go about that then how do you give them that confidence that everything will be okay 
Well, first and foremost, I believe it's so important that we become aware and we are educated as adults, as parents, as caregivers, teachers uh, about disabilities, hidden disabilities at a young age because you see when a diagnosis can happen at a young age whatever disability you have whether it's physical or mental the support mm. and the care that time is pivotal mm. because that's when a child's personality is being shaped I definitely believe education and awareness when you, you might find what happens is and I've come across this with other children that I work with um, who have special needs, that a child would be having problems at school, nursery, reception, year one, year two, yet their parents, due to the lack of education, are not able to support them at home. At school, they might want to liaise, the teachers might want to liaise with the parents to get that home school environment and support on par with the rest of the child's curriculum and school activities, but that's not happening because there's lack of awareness and education from the parent side. And then this can you can see this happening vice versa, unfortunately. Even in today's day and age, even in England, we see that a parent is really concerned um, that their child is not uh, performing as well as maybe their other children, maybe their cousins, maybe their other children at school. Mm. So they struggle then to get that through to the teachers to the school because the school can't pick up on that and they come back with reports oh your child is doing absolutely fine there's nothing wrong they are hitting their targets they're achieving their goals the same as other children of their age and that struggle then continues but that window of opportunity of helping and supporting that child unfortunately is missed Hmm. And what you have then is you have a child whose needs are not met at that critical important time and unfortunately it sometimes is too late to give them that confidence, those life skills and abilities and that um, support that they needed to form their personality, to have a fulfilling life. When you when you have when you see this parent home uh, and school um, uh, support come together at a young age, you see an amazing child, uh, an above average child, yeah. which, which, you know, you won't see otherwise. And these are the children who, when they're well supported, they go on to flourish. They flower into these beautiful human beings with these amazing talents and full of love that it just brings out the love of God and the, your gratitude uh, for, for, for God when you see uh, something fully supported and structured as this. Yeah, yeah, no, no, most certainly, most certainly. Um, and just lastly there, uh, how important is it that all children with disabilities suffering from mental health issues receive the care that they need? Um. So, as I've said, it, it's, it's just that critical point of time. There's a very small window of opportunity, yeah. I believe, that is uh, present at a child's young, early age. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, what what you will see is that that point can make or break a child's life. I mean, yes, of course there's support available. For example, when uh, later on in a child's life, when they hit their, for example, teenage, at that time you might find that the children who are not supported at a young age, in their teenage, they hit all kinds of frustration, depression, they go into anxiety, and they have to have, it, it really draws them back in life. It unfortunately puts them at such a disadvantage, which otherwise wouldn't have happened was there, had there been la- uh, 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 an education and awareness in their young age and they were supported. Um, I have personally in my life seen so many special needs children go on to achieve targets and goals which children of the same age without those special needs would, would have not achieved. So um, uh, I'm, I'm really blessed. My daughter who has Asperger's, she's profoundly deaf, she's uh, uh, got multiple sensory needs, but at a very young age, um, she has not only passed her driving theory, mm-hmm. she's also passed her driving test, mm-hmm. and being deaf, being Asperger's, being autistic does not stop her from driving her own car at the age of 19. So I'm, I'm, I can see that in front of me. But when you look at, um, okay, TV programs and things like Britain's Got Talent, and you see children coming on there, even adults with certain various degrees of special needs, disabilities, yet their confidence is sky high, nothing stopping them, sky is the limit. Yeah. And it just, it just um, uh, amazes you. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful yeah no, no definitely definitely couldn't agree more um nasira thank you uh for, for for being with us for answering our questions and sharing uh, your own personal incidents uh with us as well and uh, and our listeners uh, thank you once again and we hope you have a wonderful day ahead my pleasure thank you so much for having me thank you bye bye Bye. Salam alaikum. That was Nasira Mirza, um, a mother of two children <coughs> with learning disabilities, sharing her thoughts with us. Yes. So, um, <coughs> yeah, it's quite um, uh, quite amazing to to see that um, you know, as as uh, uh, Nasira has mentioned that her daughter, um, even though. Uh, someone um, who has a disability uh, you know achieving these kind of things right yeah. it, it, it's good it doesn't it doesn't mean that uh, if someone has a disability they, they can't you know uh, they can't do uh, most things um, things can be achieved yeah. right and that you know that's uh, really wonderful um, to see that so yes so the um, and of course um regarding um, this topic um, as um, we did uh, mention in regards to the <clears throat> the the mothers of the two teenage boys the thing is these kind of incidents um, are uh, we do come across and we do obviously come across uh, um, incidents which are which are positive um, so uh, with this um, we would uh, like to speak to our last guest uh, for this topic, and uh, uh, it is Asma Benani.
So Asma Manani is a senior community care solicitor and head of legal aid practice. With this, I would like to uh, welcome Asma Manani and give a warm welcome. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be on you. Welcome to the breakfast show. Uh, Asma, so could you please uh, begin by giving us a brief descript- uh, description of your work with uh, disabled individuals? Um, well, our organisation is called the Disability Law Service. We've been, we're a charity which has been around since 1975 and we provide um, free legal advice to disabled people and their carers. Uh, so we have a free advice line and we also have two legal aid practices, one's in community care and one is in housing. So in relation to uh, the advice line, we provide free advice um, on a one-off call for any issues related to um, you know, things which surround disabilities. And, and if casework is needed, that's when we take it on for community care and housing. And so you, I tend to find that the casework in relation to children is in the context of community care where they've got care assessments or they've got care plans, they've mm-hmm. got uh, they're in their, their parents or their carers need respite needs um, or they need some sort of facilities in their home, those sorts of things. Um, but it's a wide spectrum, so we give advice very widely, uh, but we, we sort of hone in on on, on these particular uh, areas. Uh-huh. And how can disability impact an individual's life and uh, family life as well? Um, it, is, it is very, very um, uh, far-reaching in terms of the impact on uh, the whole of their lives. The individual themselves, um, as a child uh, who has a disability, there's the personal care aspect where you're relying on others. Each child is different depending on what their disability is, but they they need help with things like bathing and um, bathing and feeding and um, help with reading, um, perhaps moving around if they have mobility problems. They, uh, in in terms of the impact on their relationship, because they're children, they're in their early years of growth and development, and so they 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 need more support in developing relationships. They, a lot of children have difficulties with, you know, bullying and um, uh, actual people accepting or. Um, who they are and reaching out to them, supporting them. I'm, I'm referring to peers, and that's why you find a lot of them in the context of um, special learning schools, which is an environment uh-huh. where they're actually with peers who are um, of a similar level to they are. In terms of their education, it's, it's the same thing. A lot of children with disabilities, depending on what it is, it does affect their education and their development and so we we find that a lot of them have um the uh, the the educational um education and healthcare plan which the school prepares uh which sets out you know what what their development needs are um, uh-huh. in the context of education right um 
it also impacts um, their ability to access community, be members of society, how they can have hobbies, how can they go out and play like like um, like able-bodied children. They do experience mental health issues as well. We find they have more anxiety, higher anxiety levels, um, uh, fear, depression, those sorts of things, and they need a lot of support from from family members. And that's the impact that it has on family because family themselves, they um, are having to provide that extra care to one child, perhaps. Sometimes some some families have more than one stable child in a family. Uh-huh. And so the time that you that they, they input into that child affects their own relationships with their spouse or or with the other the other the other siblings. It puts strain on the relationship between the, the disabled child and their siblings and between the parent and the other siblings. Um, uh, and those are sort of dynamics that you find within within the house. I mean, it, it depends on how each family is. You, know, you find a lot of families are very supportive, but um, the parenting aspect of it or the care aspect of it is there is a lot of um, training that's, um, that's usually provided by uh, the children's social care at the local authority, which, which a lot of people don't actually tap into. Uh, these, in terms of family life, as an impact again on on family members, um, because <coughs> of the time they're giving to disabled children, uh-huh. it, it affects. It has a knock-on effect on you know. You need more help cleaning the house. You need uh, support with shopping. You know, you, because you can't be everywhere. And so you're either taking help from um, the children, the other children, the more more of a spouse. But if you've got one spouse working, then then there's more uh-huh. difficulty. And then you're 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 going out to extended family, your friends. And so there is a very far-reaching uh, mm. impact on 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 families with mm. disabled children. Right. And uh, uh, we have uh, two minutes. Uh, so lastly, uh, what is done to reduce this impact or make it more positive? Um, there's a number of things that people can do. Um, they can approach their local authority, the children's services, to do a child, a child in need assessment, uh, which will look at all aspects of what their care needs are, um, uh, social care needs um, and health care needs, although they only, they'll only provide support with social care needs. Uh-huh. Uh, healthcare needs will be via NHS. If if the child is disabled, then the local authority will also do a parent care assessment, which will look into you know whether the parent needs or the carer needs respite time, you know time out to spend with the other children, time out for themselves. The college, yes. uh, the, the school or college at the end again they do the the educational support plan. Um, there's also public services that they can take advantage of, like dial a ride. A disability blue badge, hospital transport. They can um, they can ask the local authority to do OT assessments, which will be uh, to see whether they need any adaptations or any equipment in the home. And the other would be to build support uh, support networks, uh, good relationships with neighbours, with friends and family to build up that support network. And then and then the last would be to actually to to have interaction with other children which are in similar positions or raising awareness and campaigning mm. those sorts of things um, are positive and then the last I'd say is that building an established routine within the family life really um, mm. really helps um, all around 
Right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Asma, uh, for joining and uh, really uh, appreciate your input and uh, would uh, hope to speak to you again very soon uh, regarding this. Thank okay, you. thank you very much. Thank you very much. Take care. Take care. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So this was uh, Asma Minani, our last guest uh, of this uh, segment. And uh, now we would like to play a, an audio clip uh, regarding disability. At the end of last year, 2015, marked the 20th anniversary since the establishment of the Disabilities Discrimination Act in the UK. And then it was actually replaced by the Equalities Act of 2010. Yes, it's a different name, but it still represented a significant milestone for the disability community, recognising the rights of disabled individuals, young, old and alike. Unfortunately, the prejudice still happens, an unnecessary burden on those disabled people striving to lead normal lives and happy lives. It's a fact that the majority of disabled individuals are not born with their disability. In many cases, a disability develops over time. And the label disabled does not always mean disability is visible either. There have been many famous disabled individuals in our society, amazing role models that have inspired disabled and non-disabled people alike. They've been passionate ambassadors for the disabled, righting the wrongs and improving lives. You don't have to be disabled to be passionate about mobility, access to public places, the right medical care and doing away with prejudice. We sent out our team to get the views of the public. What does the average person feel about disability? What do they feel when they meet someone coping with a disability? Our independence is important to us. It's just as important to someone with a disability. Like they can be placed, there can be uh, more news about them so that people find it easy to talk to them. And uh, there should be more uh, disability homes also if that's a possibility. Yes, I feel easy talking with disabled people, yes. People with disabilities, yes. I, I would imagine, I don't know again, um, but I would imagine that on the internet and the National Health Service um, and CEOs and things like that, I would think that there is information out there that you can find. Whether it's enough or sufficient, I don't know. Well, I, um, I worked in an industry where uh, disability was taken quite seriously, so I know a little bit about the difficulties of people being disabled and uh, the problems they have in accessing cer certain buildings, for example. But I also know that we've come a long way in this country about facilitating the needs of people with disabilities. My family, we, we help a lot. Um, well, my grandfather especially would help disabled people in Lords. And yeah, he, he'd love to volunteer, and my mother as well. At school, where I went to school, we had a, a sort of week where everyone would raise money and um, a school for the disabled would come to our school for a week and we'd have different activities with them and you'd interact with them and, you know, we, it was loads of fun and they, they love it. It happens every year. Well, in Ireland, we have lots of disability. It's completely recognised. Everybody's very normal and natural about it. A lot of families didn't have much money and therefore there was a lot of injuries that could have been fixed and weren't. Yes, I find it very easy to talk to somebody with disability. There's not enough information available 
for people who have disabilities? I see um, disabled people around and about, but I don't have any family that are disabled. Um, I think I should know more, probably. At school, there were a few disabled children, and we used to be in the same classes as them. But um, it can be hard because you don't really understand um, what they're thinking or what their disability actually is. So um, it can be hard to kind of know whether to speak to them or that might upset them. What I've seen over the years, I think we have moved a long way to accommodating that. But I still, I still think we have a long way to go. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Here's 9 o'clock news.